Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Mikey Ng. <laughs> God bless football, Stugats. I should have said God bless football again, Billy Gill. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? A hell of a vacation. I mean, yeah, I, I'm rocked on this one. I I don't know if I'm going to be able to recover from what's coming in today's I'm, episode. I got to be honest. I'm going to need. Listen, they say when you go on vacation with your kids, you need a vacation from the vacation. I need a vacation from God bless football. But it's become my I'm kid. With you. I mean, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen it more than my own kid. To be honest I know. with you, I, my yeah. kids are home from college. I spent more time with this microphone and you yeah. two, and I appreciate it, and I love both of you for the work that you put in. But my kids are like, hey, Dad, we're home from college. You want to hang out with us? I'm like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Football season. Uh, mm. What can we do? Uh, there is some NFL news with Derek Carr. We will get to that in just a second here. Uh, but this is a very special episode. Very uh, special. Mikey A., go ahead. Why don't you explain what you were saying right before we started recording? Because Billy Gill did something. And listen, peel back the curtain a bit. We taped this throughout the week. <laughs> I think it was two days ago that Billy did it, and holy shit, he's been... I've never seen him this rattled for a 48-hour period, Mike EA. But go ahead, don't don't give it away. I'm not going to say what he did, but he okay. does something in this episode, and I have never seen him so rocked. Like, days later, he's still questioning everything about himself <laughs> because of what he does later in this episode and who he does it to. Yeah. It's just, yeah. like, I... I, I I feel so bad for him, but I'm enjoying don't, watching. It. Don't. No, but here, here's the beautiful part of it. What Billy was doing was being an absolute professional. Like yes. he was taking, he was steering the ship. He was taking us from Golic to a guest. I mean, a ho- steering the shit, I should say, and uh, the ship. He was in a very professional way. Uh, and then it got ugly. Up until just the <laughs> last, last part where it's just yeah, a mistake it. that, you know. <laughs> you guys, by the way, we'll get to that very shortly. Um, we were talking about what's going on with Derek Carr 
yeah. I think I know what's going on with Derek Carr. So for those of you who don't know, Derek Carr has been benched in favor of Jared Stidham, who I still thought was in New England, but he's not, okay? <laughs> I thought he was a Patriots, though, Mikey. I, he's not. Now Derek Carr has been benched by Josh McDaniel. Billy has a theory. Go ahead, Bill. Thought it was still at Auburn. <laughs> what if, what if this is the first step to what you've been saying for two years now? It is. Mm-hmm. Yep, it is. Mm-hmm. And what Billy is saying is Aaron Rodgers put Devontae Adams exactly where he wanted Devontae Adams. Uh, I believe that Derek Carr, Billy, I think this is what, what where we're headed, right? I believe Derek Carr will be a Green Bay Packer next year, and I believe Aaron Rodgers will be playing for the Vegas Raiders. Wow. How about that? A straight-up uh, trade, huh? Yeah. Is that the thing I've been saying, Bill? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is the move for Aaron Rodgers to go to. Because I have so Vegas. many takes on the same thing. I have no idea which one you wanted there, but I figured that was the one. It either works out that way or somehow Brady will end up there or Brady will end up in San Francisco, which you've been saying for years. But I think this is the Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders situation. Right. Now, Mikey A might think Derek Carr is going to the Jets. I want to Carr get to the Jets. What, Carr to the su- Jets. Lock this team up. would be – we'd win a Super Bowl with Derek Carr. Let me tell you that right now. Yeah. They could have Zach Wilson and Mike White and any other quarterback that we have, okay? Uh, Derek Carr would be a great fit on this team. But I really do believe that next year – it's a weird thing with Aaron, Mikey, because he seems to be enjoying putting this young team together – but he's only got like three or four years left, and I could see him wanting to spend those teams on a team that's ready to win right now. You know, I'm not certain if the Raiders are, but the Jets are. San Francisco's mm-hmm. ready to win right now. So I really believe that Brady and Rodgers will both be playing for other teams next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I think he's got. I think he's got breakup eyes. I think that's what Aaron Rodgers has got. I think he knows he's going to end the relationship, but now he's starting to think all those things that irritated me. Maybe they're not so bad, but in the end, he's going to break up. Yeah, I just would go to the Raiders if I were him. You know, there, there are other – the Dolphins are a team that could win right now. The Jets are a team that could win right now. I don't feel like the Raiders are a team – the Niners are a team that could win right now. I don't feel like the Raiders are. Wait. Listen, well, this is wild speculation benched, uh, based on the benching of Derek Carr for Jared Stidham. For all we know, everyone's staying put. I have no idea. So, hold on. Now you but what don't fun have- is that? You don't have him going to Las Vegas then. Well, I did. That's that's why I was asking which take. All right, I'm going to stay entrenched in my take, Billy. Here's which what's one? happening. Okay, this one. Derek Carr to the Packers. Okay. Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders. Mm. Tom Brady to the San Francisco 49ers. Hmm. That's 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 my prediction, uh, but I'm I'm so torn because I want Derek Carr in the Jets, and I know Mikey does too. I'll give you better. Okay. Next year, Tom Brady back to the Patriots. Yeah. Derek Carr to the Jets. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson to the Dolphins. Wow. wow. Why, why Brady? How Patriots? about that quarter? Why Brady Patriots? Because when you hear, end, when, yeah. when there's enough smoke, there's enough fire. Yeah. All right. But that's where he wants to end it. I mean. Listen, I guess the last two weeks, that shit with if Brady's the quarterback there, that shit doesn't happen, and that team's in the playoffs. So maybe you're right. Maybe that team is good enough to win right now when Brady's like, yeah, I'll, I'll bring it full circle. I'll go back to New England, end it there. 
Goodbye, he's getting Mr. divorced Wright. and he's moving back in with mom and dad. I like it. Uh, Billy, where are we headed first here? Please tell me we're headed to the place I want you to head. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're going to talk to Mike Golick, who's going to be joined by a friend, and I make uh, I make a mistake. And another friend. Yeah. Doug Peterson is going to join us. Done a great job with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they are a team that I can't believe I'm saying this. Season ended today. They're a playoff team, Mike. What a great job hey, they've done. This is one of those. I, I said this. I don't know where the hell I said it. It might have been with you. You know, doing Sunday night games for Westwood One, when the season started, I looked at all the Sunday night games to kind of see where I'd be traveling to when, I, when, when I'm in South Bend and then I'm in Phoenix, blah, blah, blah. And I saw week 18 was Tennessee at Jacksonville. And I immediately said, well, I won't be going there because they'll be flexing the schedule by then. And that, you know, that game will have no meaning. And here we are, you know, I got I got mud in my eye, you know, saying that. But I'm sure a lot of people didn't think that was going to happen. That's why even more kudos for Jacksonville and the players and Doug Peterson and just what those players went through last year with Urban Meyer. And now they they have to just feel like they're, you know, just living the living the dream, you know, playing up to their expectations a bit and just. The arrow was up on them and uh, and possibly winning the division. Mike, that's kind of the beauty of the NFL, right? Like before the season started, you looked at that game and you said, okay, Tennessee, they're going to be good. It's Jacksonville that's not right. going to be good. And they're both good. And Jacksonville is now sitting in first place in that division. So it's just the NFL is a funny thing, man. Oh, it is. I mean, and we talked about it, you know, the other day. I mean, Miami looked great in the beginning of the year. Now they're faltering. The Jets look better in the beginning of the year. Now they're faltering. And it's it's all the spots in the AFC are taken except for that seventh spot. And it's going to be, I would say, Miami and New England and the Jets fighting for it. But I, I'll say Miami and New England and the Jets tripping over themselves for it. <laughs> who's yes. who's going to trip and fall and land into the seventh slot? You know, but <laughs> be, tripping. Yeah, yeah. The Jets are good at that. <laughs> but the bottom line is, whoever it is is going to be in the playoffs. So you know, that's a, that's a good thing. Billy, who do you imagine loves bowl season more than Mike Golick Senior? Jessica Smetana loves bowl uh, season. She does. She does. Loves she does. bowl season. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well so it's a Notre Dame thing. Huh? You don't like bowl seasons too, guys? I like a good bowl season. Every season for me is bowl season. Hey, that no, doesn't no, make no. sense. Just, just to oh. be uh, – oh, I know. I, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I, I I love I love it. Uh, and, again, me and my son Mike and my son Jake were heading to Jacksonville uh, to watch Notre Dame against South God's Carolina and the in the Golic against Rucker Bowl, uh, Notre Dame against South Carolina. But I think the best name bowl, it's the same day. There are four, five, I think five games on, on that day, Friday, December 30th, is the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Oh. I got to wonder, I mean, is there Frosted Flakes everywhere? Because I love Frosted Flakes. Yeah. I mean, so that's got to be But I, I'm, I'm wondering why it's not Frosted Flakes, Tony the Tiger Bowl. There's no Frosted Flakes listed in there. Is Tony the Tiger on his own? Is he like a free agent out there looking mm-hmm. to attach himself with another cereal? The things you think about, Mike. Yeah. yeah. Where do you think he would go? What cereal do you think would be a good fit for Tony if you were to leave Frosted Flakes? I mean, it's still got to be a sugar cereal, right? Mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How about Frosted like, uh, wheats. you know, you can't go to Captain Crunch because you have Captain Crunch. You well, know? that's that's a good question, and that brings up a good debate. Are the other cereals without mass or with mascots off limits, or is there a chance that they say, you know what, Tony the Tiger He's great. We're going to have to bring him in and he'll just replace the mascot that yeah. we have and someone will get shafted. You know what I mean? 
could be. A, listen, it's the cereal nil, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, oh man! If you're, if you're Fruit Loops, them. would you rather have Tony the Tiger or Toucan Sam? Well, listen, I, I'm a Tony the Tiger fan, but mm-hmm. but I'm so associated with Toucan or Captain Crunch or you know the other mascots for cereals. Yeah. Well, but is Frosted Flakes doing right by Tony the Tiger? You know what I mean? That's really the question. It, well, listen, I, enough, right? I, I, I just yeah. it seems to me there's a rift because it's again not the frosted flakes tony the tiger sun bowl frosted yeah. flakes is nowhere to be found they brought in cinnamon sugar frosted flakes they brought mm-hmm. in some fruity version maybe he doesn't like all the changes in the organization mm-hmm. it's possible so may- maybe he is a free agent searching out there good for him this is this is the time to go get yours man I didn't know, um, Mike, that you were such a Tony the Tiger fan. And I feel yeah. like Stugatz and I have a holiday present for you that you would absolutely love and wouldn't believe that we're in possession of. We at the studio are in possession of a Tony the Tiger autographed basketball that was sent to the studio for some reason to Sarah Spain. So we can send it to you now. It will say to Sarah and it'll be autographed by Tony the Tiger. But we can send you an autographed Tony the Tiger basketball if you'd like it. Much like... Uh, the everyone love everybody loves Raymond uh, episode where Ray's father Frank got Ray a Mickey Mantle signed baseball that it turned out the dad signed. How do I know this is Tony Tiger's actual signature? It was sent yeah, to us. Frosted Flakes sent it to us. It it has I think it, I think it has a certificate of authenticity on it. I'll, I'll oh, okay. I'll, I'll look into it. I, I would need to see that because you know when I was with the Eagles, we sent out a bunch of autographs everywhere, and I'm not going to sit here and say they were all authentic. So wait, hold on a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Wow. Just whoa. a second. Whoa, whoa! Someone has a Mike Golick signature somewhere. That's a forged one. Don't think it was mine. Signed uh, by was... Christine <laughs> Golick. <Yeah. laughs> wait, who is forging signatures? No, nobody. I, I absolutely nobody. I would never say anybody was forging signatures. Wow. I don't know what you're talking about. This Reggie White signature looks an awful lot like the Mike Golick signature. <laughs> didn't, you t- didn't you tell us once that your wife would forge your signature on payments for things like on checks and stuff? Oh, back when, you know, you wrote out checks and went to the bank and all that all the time. I, there was a point where if I went into the bank and signed something, they would they would probably secretly hit the button and get security and cuff me. All the time. Hey, hey, Coach Marone, we're currently talking about uh, Mike Golick's wife forging his signature Coach on Marone. things. Yeah. Coach, Coach Peterson. Coach Peterson. Oh, Coach Peterson. Coach Peterson. Sorry. Marone. Oh, what that's the a hell five. is that? That's, yeah, that's sorry, seven man. coaches ago. Uh, he just turned his <laughs> zoom off, and he should turn his zoom off on sorry. you. See, this is my <laughs> fear. Call you Coach Meyer. <laughs> this is my this is my fear when I bring on someone, a former teammate, a friend, a guy I know, and yeah. I bring him on with trepidation with people like you three because I don't know what the hell you're going to say, and then Billy, you start off like that. I'm sorry, I can. Leave. Coach, do me a favor. Call him. Call <laughs> Billy. It will only be funny to five people, but call him Chris Cody. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh man. Wow. Unbelievable. I yeah. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm with you. How you doing, Doug? Well, my my name's even on the. Well, Doug. I get it. Doug. Doug. I, okay. Yeah. It's no, my fault. I'll just. Don't, yeah. Don't. don't, don't, yeah. There. don't we're, we're not moving out, coach. No. No. Not an out at all. <laughs> So, uh, co- Coach, what we were talking about right before you came on is there are a whole bunch of people out there that think they have a Mike Golick autographed jersey or a helmet and Mike just revealed to us he didn't sign all those things. <laughs> well, yeah. Man. Yeah, a lot, lot, lot of forged Mike Golick stuff out there, right? Yeah. So, 
<laughs> we were talking about one of the bowl games, uh, Coach and Tony the Tiger Bowl, and I'm a Frosted Flakes freak, so I think this is all. Do you have a favorite cereal? I am. I am actually, believe it or not, I love the uh, Frosted Mini Wheats. Oh yeah, got a box in the pantry right now. But 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 Mike, I think the face he made was, "Why the hell are you guys talking about the Tony the Tiger Bowl?" <laughs> Look, listen, we'll get to football. I mean, how much football can you actually talk, right? I mean, seriously, I'd ra- I'd rather you know Doug talk about as, me as his favorite teammate back in '93 in Miami. Of course, of course you were. In all seriousness, so you just you took over the team. Obviously, the success you had in the past as a coach, you take over this team. You're two and six at one point. What what's the talk? If you can remember back at that point of the season, week eight, you know uh, of what's going on in the locker room and where this team was headed. You know, honestly, Mike, the talk the talk back then was kind of still the talk today, and that's that's basically just continuing to trust trust what we're doing. You know that we're we're building something special here. The players. Uh, the players believed it back then, and and look, we we lost. Um, you know, we got eight losses. I think six of them are, you know, one score games, and it was it was all self inflicted wounds. It wasn't anything that our opponents did to us. It was a turn turnover in the red zone, or you know, not getting off the field defensively that that led to maybe a drive, something of that nature. And so it was just about just continuing to to build and trust in the things that we were doing, and you know. Um, I keep, I keep talking a lot about, you know, preparation and hard work. You know, you can't sacrifice any of that. And the guys just kept believing and, and, and we just kept getting better as a football team. And I think that's what you see right now is, is you're, you're seeing, you know, those incremental uh, increases each week. Coach, what's the, uh, what's been the big difference here, especially the last, I want to say three to five games with Trevor Lawrence, what, what's kind of, What's kind of clicked in? What's been the big difference for him? Because he's he's arriving at that elite status in terms of playing quarterback, and I think we all knew he would arrive there, but he is certainly getting there right now. I, I think what we're seeing, you know, here in, in Jacksonville is just how how the guys around him have have improved within the system, and you know, it just makes it just makes the quarterback better, it makes Trevor better, and the ball's coming out of his hand. He's not, um, you know, turning the ball over like he did the first part of the season. He's taking care of the football. You know, this kid, he's a sharp kid. He's smart. He understands defense and coverage. And, you know, he just continues to grow each week. We're getting, you know, as, as a staff, we got to make sure that we have plays that he uh, has a lot of time on on task in. Um, the guys around him understand those plays. And and uh, we just keep building that way. And, you know, uh, you, you see you see what Christian's been doing. You see what Zay's doing. Obviously, Evan Ingram here down the stretch. And that all those guys, too, free agent-type players, they're getting more comfortable within our system and understanding the details of that as well. And I think all of that has really helped our quarterback play at an elite level. One of the interesting, you know, when, when Christian Kirk's on, a lot of people are saying, oh, my God, they gave him all this money. What's he going to do? And he's been fantastic. But a guy I want to talk about, and you know this, you know, you played the league a long time and over you kind of get typecast as to what type of player you are. Zay Jones comes into the league in 2017. He is by far this year going to surpass his highest total in receptions ever. I mean, it's incredible what the guy's done. How did, I mean, A, do you see that coming or how does a guy, I think it's his, what, seventh or eighth year, all of a sudden, here he is being this this somewhat star receiver. You know, and Mike, you, you know how this, how this business and this league works too. I mean, sometimes it takes you know, a player moving to a different city, a different team to, to let that guy kind of flourish and, and blossom. And, 
And, um, you know, we, we, I say it all the time as a coach, you know, you, you, sometimes you let a young player go too soon and he goes to another team and he, and he does well. I, I just, everything that, that I saw on tape, uh, watching Zay when he was at the Raiders and, and, uh, even back and checked out some of his earlier Buffalo stuff and, and, and really just knowing who he is, knowing who his dad is and, and the type of person he is, um, Gosh, I mean, this guy just—he just kind of jumped off the page for me uh, as a player and as a receiver. The the explosiveness coming off the ball, you know, and and and, and again, you don't know exactly how he's going to perform until until you get him in your building. But what I've seen is nothing but um, how he works every single day. He he wants to get extra reps with Trevor, you know, uh, when the defensive uh, you know period is up and. Uh, this guy is just uh, a pro from, um, you know, the word, the word go. And he, he's a great teammate. He's a leader, you know, great for the room. Just um, somebody that, uh, you know, uh, we've been, we've been blessed to have, you know, this season. So then you get in a position which every player and coach fan loves to see controlling your own destiny. And now you, you face a Texans team who has two wins and, and we, we know this can be human nature at times to everybody looking ahead to the game against Tennessee, but you have to beat Houston first. And Houston just beat Tennessee. It was a one-score game loss to the Chiefs, a one-score game loss to the Cowboys, who they had beat. So I, I wouldn't imagine you would need to motivate them more, but it is amazing how how these you know one or two win teams can really be a thorn in the side of, of potential playoff teams. Yeah, you know, and you got to guard against that um, from the standpoint of you know, just that you know, one of their one of their wins obviously is against us earlier in the season, and and here here at our place, so we we remember that as well. And and look, I mean, you know, we're playing for a lot more than just just you know a win this weekend. I mean, I, I think of things like you know our owner. Our owner hasn't had a winning season other than one. I think in ten years he's had one winning season. Um, you know, this being the 11th season, not over yet, but he's had one winning season as an owner here in Jacksonville. And, you know, for me, I, w- I would love to get to nine wins at some point. You know, I'd love to get to that point and, and have a winning season for our owner. So there's there's a lot more things here that um, <clears throat> I think are, are, are at stake. Obviously, we're playing for, for postseason. We do know that, you know, everything is going to come down to the uh, next week, Tennessee. We understand that. But listen – this is a good football team. Houston's a, Houston's a good football team. As you mentioned, the Cowboys, the Kansas City, you know, they've, uh, they've, they've taken these teams down to the wire. Um, and, you know, you have to be prepared or otherwise you're going to get hit in the mouth. You're going to get embarrassed. And, and we don't want to do that at this, uh, at this juncture of the season. Coach, you mentioned your owner, who who I happen to know. I'm not going to say I'm friends with him, but I know him. I am friends with Tony Khan, his son. Um, and listen, there's a simple solution. Hire good coaches like you and stop hiring Urban Myers. Oh. <laughs> and then he, <laughs> did Urban leave anything behind in your office just out of curiosity? Like, I don't... <laughs> did Doug Marone? <laughs> this is why I fear bringing on buddies of mine. Hey, hey, Mike, you want to know something? I'm out in Lake Tahoe every summer. Coaches out there, we're golfing. We don't hang out. You were supposed to go there last year. Yeah. I mean, I think I have spent more time with Doug Peterson over the last year or two than you have. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Okay. 
I'll be back out in Tahoe this summer. That's oh, hell yeah, you will. I had a shoulder procedure done, so I couldn't, but I'm looking forward to to going to it, except I hear it's a real lot of golf, and I'm not, you know, <laughs> as long as I can have a beer in my hand. I'll, so in in after Philly and then before Jacksonville, you had a couple of years. How much has your golf game improved? Well, it, my golf game there, that I was out there one year in 21. I went from a, I went from about an eight handicap to a 3.8 index, so – um, I, I got to, I got to play a little bit more, which was kind of nice. And of course, living down here in Florida where the weather is always good. Um, yeah, I got out on the course quite a bit. So game is game is going back the other way now, uh, back towards <laughs> the eight, nine mark. Um, but yeah, it, it got pretty good there for a while. Coach, you got to help me recruit Baselli out to this tournament because he's become a really good friend of mine, and he he like he doesn't want to go, and he's a good golfer, uh, Baselli. So you have to help me recruit him because I know he strolls around that joint like he owns it, right? Is that fair? Yeah, he's he's around here. He's around here quite a bit during the week. You know, comes out, watches practice, and different things. So yeah, I'll definitely get on him about coming out there. Yeah. He'll he'll he'd have fun out there. He know a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and obviously now you know getting into the Hall of Fame and everything, I think it'd be great for him to uh, uh, to get out that way. No question. Uh, Coach, was there was there kind of a moment where not so much for you, not even so much for Trevor, but for the whole team? I, I have to think maybe so my dog's very excited about the guy. Yeah. Um, I have to think maybe it was that Dallas game where everything just kind of clicked and came together for you guys as a team. Is that fair? That That's fair. And I'd even go back to the Baltimore game, you know, um, before that, you know, we um, – had a pretty good emotional win, took, took Baltimore right down to the wire. Great football game. We won it, went for a two-point conversion there at the end. And, you know, obviously then the next week we, we kind of laid an egg at Detroit. But I think our guys really began to believe, you know, when you, when you, when you can play good football against good, against good teams, uh, it's, it's kind of when you get, give your team confidence, gives your players confidence, and then – we rebounded after that Detroit win and obviously Dallas and, and uh, what we've done here in the last three weeks and on, a, you know, really a short two and a half week period to win three games, uh, I think is really sort of, you know, put our team in a position. I, I, I've been telling our guys, you know, for a while now, you want to be playing meaningful football games in the month of December and January. And, and that's what our team has done. We've, we've battled through a lot of adversity that way. And, you know, we're sitting here right now with a chance to, um, you know, may win the AOC South and, and make it to the postseason, which hasn't happened around here for, for many, many years. So uh, it's, it's just a great tribute to where our team is, uh, the players, the locker room, uh, and how they've, how they've gone through adversity this year. Yeah, and, and along those lines, uh, you know, the, the first meeting you had with this team, because, again, it's been relived many times what they went through last year. So you had kind of a downtrodden group on a team that doesn't win a whole lot. What was your, in that first team meeting, what was your first message to them? You wear that ring into the first meeting, that Super Bowl ring, because that has to help, <laughs> right, Coach? I mean. No, I, actually, I didn't. Um, <laughs> you know, but listen, I, I, do, I did talk a little bit about the Super Bowl and my experience, uh, obviously, and, and, and kind of how to, how to get there. I've, I've been to three Super Bowls, two, two as a Packer, you know, uh, in Green Bay as a player, and then one, obviously, as a coach. And you, you've kind of, you kind of see the recipe you know, for success a little bit. And you need, you listen, you need a lot of things to go your way, obviously to, to make it to that final game. But um, we did talk and I did talk a little bit about that because I, you know, you're changing a culture of an organization and you're not going to change it overnight. It's not going to be a, uh, an immediate fix. And so it's going to take one person at a time, one player at a time, you know, and uh, we're, we're slowly trying to get that done. 
Coach, uh, it's been a uh, it's been a pleasure. We appreciate the time. We know it's a busy time. There are two Jet fans uh, on the Zoom right now, myself and Mikey A up here. Uh, so thank you for making things more difficult because that's what we need as Jet fans. Okay, making things more difficult. Thank you, Coach. You're so welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Thank Doug. You, Coach. See Good you. luck the rest of the way, man. All right, have a great day. Man, I mean, boy, did those guys hit the hit the lottery down there, the players. You talk about a job for Doug to have to pull this team kind of out of the doldrums, and boy, what, what a comeback they've had. You can make a case, my coach of the year, uh, and because he has that quarterback, he, unfortunately for him, will be in Jacksonville and London for the next 15 years. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> that, that is very true. I just, no doubt about I just that. picture him stroking the hair of Trevor Lawrence with the Super Bowl ring on, saying the bad man is gone. The bad man yeah. is gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, let's quickly do, uh, because we do have the uh, national semifinals coming up, the college football playoff coming up uh, this weekend. And so let's uh, let's just kind of touch on those games a little bit. Mike, I'm intrigued by Ohio State and, uh, and Georgia. I think Georgia's the better team, but I feel like Ohio State can hang in that game simply because they have the better quarterback. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, it's it's fair, and we know Ohio State can score. It's the defensive side of the ball that's been a little bit uh, iffy for them. Jim Knowles came over from Oklahoma State, the D coordinator. He was such an aggressive coach. I had did some Oklahoma State games last year, uh, and and then they played Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl last year and ended up winning that game, but gave up a lot of points early and. So you've seen that a little bit. So that that's the weakness of that team from offense to defense. It's on the defensive side. Offensively, they have the talent to score and try and stay with Georgia. Now, Georgia's defense is not what it was the year before, but it's still a great defense. Um, I, I just think overall, as a team, Georgia is a better team. But Ohio State has the firepower without question. Uh, how does Ohio State beat that team? Well, I, I don't uh, like I said, I don't think it's going to be a low scoring game. Um, I, I think it could be a higher scoring game uh, if if that Ohio State offense is clicking. The Georgia offense is, can be a little more methodical. They can hit you with big plays, but they can be a little more methodical where Ohio State can just pop you at any time. And we've seen them do that. So I, I think it, it's the dumbest thing in the world to say is to outscore. But when you say outscore, that means you think a game might be in the 30s. You know, not a, not a teens game to low 20s. It might be a game in the 30s. And if it is, could it be who has the ball last, you know, in this one? Um, and you make decisions based on that of what you're going to do in certain areas of the field if it's a high-scoring game or a low-scoring game, depending on the defenses are playing. Uh, the other game is, is Mike, I think people are going to be really surprised at just how good TCU is, yeah. especially on the offensive side of the football. I know Michigan's good. They beat Ohio <laughs> State. They beat them on the road. They beat them good on the road. But people are, because they haven't been paying attention to TCU, TCU offensively is legit good, Mike. Yeah, I, I they, they absolutely are. There's no doubt about uh, what, what their offense can do. I, I, I completely agree with that. They're actually out here now. I, I called the Arizona-Tampa Bay game on Sunday, and I met their SID. He was at the game. Uh, and they're all practicing actually up close to where I live. I may go one of the practices, but they do. They have a, a really good offense, and Michigan has a really good defense. So th this, I think, is a really – it's not the sexy Georgia-Ohio State matchup, right? But this one could be a better game. This one could be more of a defensive game, which I know 
know people hate nowadays, and you know I love those, mm-hmm. but a lower scoring, but they, and I don't mean lower scoring by offensive play, offense is playing bad, but by defense is playing really well. And Michigan has one of those. So that's, that's going to be a really, really nice matchup with that TCU offense and that Michigan defense. These, these could be, and, and that's all you're looking for now. And it's unfortunately something we haven't gotten. We haven't gotten really good, consistent semifinal games. You know, everyone wants to rip me about Notre Dame getting blown out. Well, so many teams have gotten blown out in semifinal games. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just happened in Notre Dame. It's happened to a number of teams. And then you pray the finals is a good game. But so let's let's hope we can get a few good games out of this. What do you think the network wants, Mike? If you gave them their dream scenario, would it be Ohio State, Michigan? Oh, without a doubt. Oh, uh, without question. Not Michigan, Georgia, huh? No, no, no. They would Ohio absolutely State, Michigan, the national be, championship. Oh, that that without a doubt. We saw it at Ohio State, and they got blown out. Yeah, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That that's that's what I think would be like a wow factor type of thing. Uh, you know, like when a Georgia matches up against Alabama, I think that I think people would love this. I think I think it's there's part of me that says it's going to be Georgia and TCU in, in the title game. Um, but yeah, if you're asking what people would be looking for to get the to get the kind of on the fence crowd when they don't have a horse in the race, I think wow. if they were saying, "Oh my God, Ohio State, Michigan again," hell yeah, give me that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I, knowing Billy the way I do, Billy wants TCU to blow the whole thing up, right, Bill? <laughs> I'm shook, man. I, I'm shook with the whole Marone Peterson thing. Like, I'm just what I did you do? do? What did you do? So how, bad. how did Marone even come into your mind? I didn't I want to call Marone, him Doug. former Jaguars coach. Yeah, he's a former, he's a former Jaguars, Jaguars coach. Oh, no, I know Doug. that. I know that. But how long ago? And you I'm, know what? When in doubt, you know it's very easy. Hey, coach. Yeah, very easy. I, I didn't want to say Doug, and then I wanted to show him respect, so I said Coach, and then I decided to add the last name, and his screen just said Doug. It was a lot. By the way, JJ Watts retiring. Yeah, yeah, saw that. He's still playing. Yeah. So uh, listen, <laughs> hey, Stu, I, I know how you are with him, but I'm going to tell you something. Again, I did that game in Arizona, and first off, I was on the field, and he was another player who comes up and does the Mr. Golick thing. I'm like, I, I don't know if take that as a, as like a good me. or a bad thing. I mean, he's, hey, Mr. Me, hey, Mr. Golick, how you doing? I'm like, dude, JJ, you can call me Mike. I mean, you know, and, and Mr. He, was, he, was, he was very nice. And by the way, he had a monster game of, of play making plays behind the line. He looked really good in that game. Um, but uh, yeah, he's, I think he's 33 years old. So it uh, looks like he's, he's going to walk away. He had his young child at the game, his wife and young child at the game. So you know, it's just time for him to take the next step. He's going to walk into the Hall of Fame, as, as we all know. Uh, uh, he, he is, too. He is. He is, too. First you know ballot. that. I mean, not if I. You know that. You know. Listen, you I can... got Baselli in. I'll get J.J. Watt, and I'll keep him out. I mean. J- Listen, Baselli shouldn't have needed any help to get in, and J.J. Watt won't need any help to get in. <laughs> but you're saying first ballot Hall of Famer, J.J. Watt? J.J., I, it, would, it would be shocking to me if he wasn't. That's for the best of the best, Mike, the elites. You know what well, I mean? Well, I mean, it's White also – it, It's all Reggie White's category. It's, it's – no, 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 no. A lot of it has to do with who else is on the ballot that year. Okay. Not, not, not just, you know, because there – listen, there are different rooms in the Hall of Fame. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but a lot of it is, uh, is who's on the ballot that year, who, who you're going Watts up against. in the room that has all the cameras in it, okay? Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I, you know what, Billy, I knew you were going to bring it up because I saw the same thing, and then I knew how Stu was going to react. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. There were times – there were times when they were playing the Pro Bowl – 
um, before the Super Bowl, and I would be doing, I was at ESPN doing the show before the Super Bowl, we would have players from the Pro Bowl come on the on the on the set and we chat. And then afterward, I would ask him about the Pro Bowl. And it was brought up a few times that, that they all felt JJ played a little too hard at the Super Bowl or at the Pro Bowl. I mean, at the Pro Bowl. And here, here we are, obviously, you know, when players, nobody's playing too hard at the Pro Bowl anymore. Now that they turned it into a flag game. Right. Except Captain America. Uh, yeah. uh, a couple of things to clean up here. Uh, Doug Marone last coached uh, the Jaguars in 2020. Not that long ago. Not that long ago. He was the okay. guy before Urban. Okay. And then, Mike, those rooms you speak of in the Hall of Fame, is there one for guys who are always injured? I mean, uh, <laughs> there's the hierarchy room, and then there's the, the, the Hall of Fame room, uh, and that would include those that were injured as well. What, in all honesty, I'm an asshole. You, uh, in all honesty, you, you can't legitimately sit there and say J.J. Watt's not going to the Hall of Fame. He's going to the Hall of Fame. First right, okay. Yeah. Okay, all right. All right. I just wanted to know how far you were going to go here. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> to, I couldn't really go much further than I might. Uh, I'll, I'll just – TJ's better than that. I mean, that's it. Oh, okay. come on. Oh, <laughs> TJ. Boy, I tell you what, what a, what a, what a career path he is still, still flying on. But uh, it'll be interesting because you'll have two brothers. Uh, we don't have that anywhere because I always see the list every week of, of – guys with over a hundred sacks, which is going to be incredible. I mean, I think, I think JJ is just doing the game. So I had it in front of me. I think he's the fourth active. There are four active that are over a hundred or he's the fourth uh, of the, of the actives that are over a hundred right now. So it's a, it's pretty impressive crew. That's for sure. He's going to have like, you know, like a member of the army introduce him, right? Like a troop, mm-hmm. like someone like that. And his bus is going to be red, white, and blue. Correct? Oh, man. Yeah. I, I'm not... I did it all for the troops. Yeah, I, did it all, I did it all for you. Oh, God. Yeah. Knew it was coming. Uh, so, Mike, who do you think is going to win this thing, the college football semi? Like, so I, I hear you on Michigan, Ohio State. Uh, I just have a hard time, Mike. I. I have a hard time seeing a different championship game than Michigan-Georgia, two best teams in the country all year. And I really have a hard time seeing anyone beat Georgia. I think Georgia's going back-to-back. I think Georgia's going to win it as well. I think Michigan is the – there's something about it. And and this isn't me disliking Michigan because, like I said all along, if I didn't go to Notre Dame, I was going to Michigan. So I I always liked Michigan. But I don't know. There's something about – I have a feeling TCU might pull one off here. And it might be TCU and Georgia. I, th- I think either way, Georgia, Michigan, or Georgia, TCU. I think Georgia's going to go going to go back to back. Yeah, I think Georgia's going to win. And yeah. Kirby Smart is is the new Nick Saban. Oh, yeah. Nick Saban just got the best recruiting class in the country. So. Yeah, listen, Nick Saban ain't going anywhere, and he can have a year like this in the future, but make the playoffs because they're going to expand to twelve teams. So he can have two losses occasionally, and he'll still make the playoffs, and he can still show I've got the best team even with two losses. So yeah, no, no one, no one's shedding a tear for Nick at this point. This will make Billy feel better. We just got a uh, text, Mike, you're on it, from uh, Amanda with Jacksonville with their PR staff and oh, said, no. uh, hey, appreciate it. Great interview. Doug loves Mike. Uh, you know, got off to a rocky start. If you want to make it up to Doug, his favorite wine is Opus One. <laughs> there you go, Billy. There you go. I, how much is a bottle of Opus One? Someone look it up. Wow. Someone look at Oh, boy. I mean, I, I was I, I was waiting for it to say that uh, Doug would love to come on again as long as uh, Bobby isn't on the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Bobby Hill. laughs> that is a that is a pricey bottle of wine. 
Oh boy. I almost had to I almost had to double take. Did I hear him say Marone? Did he say Marone? Did he really just say Marone? It's gonna sit with them all week, Mike. Oh my god. Wow. It's the number six NFL analyst of the country. And falling wow. fast. I, at least I'm glad it didn't say, and that'll be the last time he's ever on with you guys. So at least he didn't I mean, say Samson's going to move ahead of you. Mm. Wow. <laughs> that is funny to 15 of us. Uh, Mikey A., was that all the breaking news you had? Was there No, no, I got one more for Golick. So uh, according to sources, Wake Forest quarterback Sam Hartman yes. intends to enter the transfer portal, and his destination appears to be yep. Notre Dame. Yes, it does. I knew that. Um, I was keeping that under wraps. Um, I don't know if it, it, it's going to be official yet, but I've, I have been privy to that information, not from anybody on Notre Dame side. I've had some outside sources that, that told me that, and man, would that be fantastic. This kid whips the ball around, and listen, it's something Notre Dame needs. They have a, they have a nice stable of, of running backs that can run the ball. they got to get a guy that can whip the ball around, and if Sam Hartman is that guy – that's a that's a big big get for Notre Dame. All right, Mike, enjoy uh, enjoy Bowl Week, enjoy the uh, the semifinals. Do you have a game this week, Mike? Anything to promote? What's happening? Uh, yeah, this week it's Pittsburgh at Baltimore Sunday night football, and then probably Week 18 um, um, back in Jacksonville for Tennessee and Jacksonville. Which how great is it? Winner take all. I mean, win and win, and you're in, lose, and, and you go home. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a beautiful thing. Mike, real quick, we'll get you out of here. Uh, the Dolphins, Tua, concussion. Uh, we spoke on Monday. Yeah. We did an NFL <laughs> recap. We didn't know that Tua was going to be in concussion pro- uh, protocol. He is now. People are saying Tua should just sit for the season. Uh, it benefits the Jets. It benefits the teams that are trying to make the playoffs because Tua is by far the best quarterback on that team, obviously. Uh, what do you do here if you're the Dolphins? What can oh, you do so, the Dolphins? So, you know what? Now, when I answer this and go a couple of different ways, people are going to say, oh, he's old school. You know, he doesn't understand safety. And, and I do. I do get where the NFL is going with safety. I'm just going to I'm just going to put these questions out and say, what would you do? If you were a player or a fan of that team or forget even to it, just any player. So and this was self-reported by two. So and, and that's something you're seeing a little more in the NFL than back a few years ago. They're telling that you're walking in and saying, hey, I've, I've got issues going on. So and now all of a sudden you're seeing all over the internet, oh, the, he hit his, hit his head on the ground again. How do they not pull him out of the game? He's got to be done for the year. So we're starting to get more and more uh, information about concussions. But but let me ask this. If he passes all the tests, if he does everything that you're supposed to do to pass the tests, why shouldn't he play? If, if he wants to play and he's passed all the tests, why shouldn't he be allowed to play? Because I know people are going to talk about, is there a moral obligation of the organization to say, you know what, you've had a couple of concussions this year, so you're going to sit. You know what? Maybe if he is diagnosed with another concussion, maybe there should be a new rule that says if you're diagnosed with two or three or whatever concussions for the year, you're done for the year, possibly. But also, anybody, I I started seeing, again, tweets, oh, they should have pulled him off the field. And, And people were looking at the play where he hit his head on the ground. Players hit their head on the ground every freaking play of the game, yeah. all right? If you see a guy get up and wobble, we already know that they've changed that rule and he's off the field for good. But if he gets up, again, players hit their head all the time on the field. If he gets up and he looks fine and goes back to the huddle and calls the play, are you going to ta- say you're out of the game? 
are, are you going to say, well, wait a minute, we're going to independently pull you off and make you go through concussion protocol when you show no signs? But maybe you had a con- you had a concussion a few weeks ago. I know it's a fine line. And it's a head injury we're talking about. But where is the line? Where is the line of if a guy hits his head on the ground and jumps up and is fine, goes back to the huddle and, and you see no wobble or anything, or a guy who has been diagnosed passes all the tests that are put in front of him to get out of concussion protocol and get back on the field. And then people are going to say, well, you shouldn't put him back on the field. Why? I, so, again, I, I'm – It should be up to the player, Mike, in my opinion, and nobody else. Well, that that's that's tough because no, the no, player's no, always – no, 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 Mike, hold on. If he passes all oh, the right, tests – Oh, okay, okay. the doctors are like, hey, you've passed all the tests. If the player says, hey, this is my third concussion this year, I am worried about long-term effects, I'm going to sit the rest of the year, I'm good with that. Right. And if the player says, hey, I passed all the tests, I'm going to play fucking football yeah. because that's what I do. I'll worry about down the road, down the road, I'm good with that as well. That's all and I'm saying. I'm with you. As long as he passes all those tests, Correct. because that's what I'm going to ask all the – People I'm hearing on TV and radio say, sit him for the season. He's got to be done. We got to take care. Okay, wh- wh- where's your line? Right. I mean, where's your line of knowing someone at looking at someone and they're wobbling to not? Do you still pull them off the field? They pass protocol, but you're not letting them go back on the field. I mean, I, I, I don't quite understand that. But the concussion thing is still a learning experience because we, we don't know all there is to know about it. But we do have protocols in place that maybe will continue to improve as we go on. But if you're passing them now and you want to get back on the field, man, I, I personally don't have a problem with it. Yep. Uh, the Jets found the doctor, by the way. I mean. Yeah, well, listen, that's another thing you do as a player because as a player, you have a right to a second opinion yeah. or a 12th opinion. And you know what you'll do? I know I would. Go find a doctor that says put you back on the field. This is, again, an area where players need to be protected from themselves at right. times. Mike White would have played two weeks ago. I mean. uh, listen, Mike, <laughs> I know that feeling, man. You come off the field, you may never get back on. Right. He, I mean, I imagine he searched far and wide. Any doc- Just someone clear me, please. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to say any schools or any places where you can get an MD degree, but he's searching out anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> any doctor. But, a podiatrist. <laughs> yeah, any, anything. Anybody who can legally tell me I can play. Uh, and listen, he ain't the first. Right. He's not the first and to do that, man. No, he will not. All right, Mike. Happy New Year's. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy all the Notre Dame festivities, the college football stuff. Uh, and happy New Year's to uh, you and your family, man. You guys as well. Uh, Stu and uh, Mikey A and Bobby, you guys have a... <laughs> <laughs> happy New Year. I, I hope you'll be How sending that. The Opus One? I just yeah, want to it's that. hundreds of dollars. Oh, wow. You don't think yeah. Doug drinks the cheap stuff, Yeah, man. he doesn't drink box wine exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. You should send him something. Not Opus One. Is there like an Opus Barefoot, the official, oh, the official wine of the NFL. Matt oh, man. <laughs> By the way, Mikey, I did just see that commercial about Barefoot, the wine of yeah. the NFL. Yeah. I was like, wow, this seems really odd. <laughs> official wine of the NFL. Yeah. Barefoot. You're welcome, Barefoot. Coach Marone. Yeah. There you go. Sounds <laughs> like a six-pack of wine coolers, Bill. Okay. Send the bottom of Opus 1 to Doug Marone. Yeah. (laughs) What the hell is this for? Have fun living with this one for a while, Billy. 
It is time for this week's edition of Steal You Gots, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Bowl season continues. It's long. Too long. 47, 37, and 3 regular season, 11, 9, and 1 on the bowl season. 58, 46, and 4 for the entirety of the season, if my math is correct, and math has always been an issue. Let's get to this week's games. Duke's Mayo Bowl, NC State minus 1 over Maryland. I'm taking NC State. The Sun Bowl, taking UCLA minus 6 over Pitt. The Bruins win by 10 points. Gator Bowl, Mike Golix, Notre Dame, Fighting Irish, and Smetty, minus two and a half, taking on the Cox. South Carolina, buy it down a half to minus two, take Notre Dame to cover, they win the game by four points. The Arizona Bowl, Ohio, minus one and a half over Wyoming. I'm taking Ohio. I've been watching them all year. Orange Bowl, Clemson, minus four and a half, taking on Tennessee. Buy it down a half point, take Clemson, minus four. The Tigers, they beat Tennessee by a touchdown. Alabama, minus six, take it on Kansas State, the Sugar Bowl. Bama, by a thousand points. Music City Bowl, Kentucky, plus two, take it on Iowa. I ain't taking Iowa, therefore I'm taking Kentucky. Kentucky wins the game outright. They win by a field goal, I'm taking Kentucky. Fiesta Bowl, the big ones. TCU, finally, the semifinals. TCU plus seven and a half, take it on Michigan. Buy it up a half point. TCU plus eight. Michigan wins the game. TCU covers. Michigan wins by a field goal. Georgia in the Peach Bowl, minus six, take it on Ohio State. Georgia wins. They cover. Georgia by 10 points. The Relia Quest Bowl. No idea what that is. I'm taking Mississippi State. They're playing one for Mike Leach. Mississippi State minus one. Take it on Illinois. Mississippi State by a touchdown. The Cotton Bowl. Tulane plus two. Take it on USC. USC doesn't want to be there. Tulane, thrilled to be there. Tulane wins the game outright. They win by four points. The Citrus Bowl. LSU, they don't want to be there. They want to be in the national semifinals. They're not. They're taking on Purdue. Who's happy to be there? LSU wins. Purdue covers LSU by four. I'm taking Purdue here. The Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. Utah, minus two and a half. Really good team, Utah. They are minus two and a half. Take it on Penn State. Utah always wants to be there. Utah wins the game. They cover the spread. The Utes win by 10 points. We go to the NFL. Week 17, 3-3 three three last week, 54-43-4 on the season. Here are the picks this week. Giants, minus 6, take it on the Colts. Colts are finished. Giants, they're a playoff team. The Giants win, they cover the spread, they win by 10 points. Packers, minus 3.5, take it on the Vikings. This is 4 o'clock, Kirk Cousins. Aaron Rodgers needs this game. Buy it down a half point, they're at home. Take the Packers minus three. The Packers win by eight points. Chargers minus six and a half. Take it on the Rams and Baker Mayfield. Can't believe it. Buy it down a half. Chargers really good. Getting healthy at the right time. Chargers minus six. They win by two touchdowns. The Jaguars, hottest team in the NFL. Minus four and a half. Buy it down a half point to minus four. Jaguars over the Texans at Houston. Jaguars win and cover. 
They win by seven points. The Commanders, minus two at home, taking on the Browns. Commanders need it. I'm never betting on Deshaun Watson, ever. So I'll bet against them. If I lose, I lose. I don't care. Commanders win. They cover the spread. They win by five points. Seahawks, plus two against the Jets. This is a win-win scenario. This is a the Jets. I mean, think about it. They have to beat a team with a quarterback that they had in their camp eight years ago. Geno Smith. I'm going to take the Seahawks to win the game. Therefore, if the Jets win, I'm happy. If the Seahawks win, I'm not as happy, but I'm okay. So I'll take the Seahawks. I'm hedging here. Seahawks plus two over the Jets. And the final game, I'll put my money where my mouth is. I've been saying Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in football. He plays Josh Allen. They're at home. Bengals plus one. Bengals win the game outright. They beat the Bills by six points at home. Those are the picks, everyone. Happy New Year and good luck. All right, Antonio, uh, certainly some football to talk, but you're also uh, doing some things with Captain Morgan. So uh, tell us what's going on. Well, obviously, Captain Morgan is, is using uh, a platform now to start things that normally coaches and players use and get, which is a statue. And I think they're doing things now to, to get people aware of the great fans that we have. And they have like a fan of the year thing that they're trying to, you know, obviously promote. And it's a great thing because I know firsthand as a player, um, you know, what they do for us on and off the field and the, the, the way they inspire us as players. So I think it's just a phenomenal thing that what they're doing in terms of, you know, given a platform that we can understand we have great fans in our communities that support each and every team. Yeah, always good to support the fans, that, or we, which we know short for fanatics, <laughs> that they mm-hmm. support us. So uh, yeah. Captain Morgan yeah. doing a fine thing there. Looking at the, the game today, first, I, I just want to make sure people understand just where you came from in terms of playing football, because I think it gets lost sometimes. It's one of the greatest tight ends of all time. And you – we're going to go to Michigan State to play football and, ba- and, and basketball. And the reason I asked this because I was fortunate enough to, to play football and wrestle at Notre Dame, and I got that okayed at first, so I got to play two sports. And you thought that was going to happen there with Nick Saban, the head coach of football, and Tom Izzo at basketball. But can you kind of remind everybody what, what happened there and why the football didn't work out? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's, it was an a unbelievable story, man. I So – Obviously, I was a two-sport athlete coming out of high school and um, had my passion was basketball. Make no mistake about it. I was a natural at the game of football in terms of my size, speed, and ability. Uh, and what happened was, uh, you know, Nick Saban, uh, obviously legendary Nick Saban, I like to say that. Uh, you know, I was, you know, under the impression of just going to be able to be a two-sport athlete. And I think you can understand that too, you know. And, uh, you know, he just thought I was a, he thought I was a top 15 pick in the NFL, you know, so make a, you know, make a long story short. And at 17 years old, you just wasn't, you know, that's just not the information you really want to hear. You know, everybody grows up 17, 18, 19 years old, wanting to be and do what they feel uh, their dream is, which my dream was game of basketball. And he would always explain to me, you know, I just came from the NFLs with the Browns. You know, I'm telling you, you're what they're looking for. You can be a top 15 pick. And I just, you know, basketball was just such a passion of mine. Remind you, not only was it a passion, I had just won a state championship. I was an All-American basketball, played an All-American game, beat this All-American game. So I just, I'm familiar with what, you know, where this is all coming from, you know, because football, I hadn't really had that much skin in the game. I was just a, a raw talent in the game of football. 
Uh, needless to say, I fast forwarded to when I was playing for the Chargers and he was coaching in the Miami Dolphins. Oh. And uh, we played him and I had like 130 yards. And he seen me after the game. He said, what do you think about that decision? And I was like, you know, he's just got an eye for talent, man. Make a long story short. He, was, he just had an eye for, you know, my ability. And uh, I was just too young to see it at the time. So, so you made a couple of stops after Michigan State. You end up at Kent State, and then you work out for Scouts. When you worked out for the Scouts, was that the first time you did anything like, like football-wise for real outside of just goofing around playing catch or something? Was the actual working out for Scouts the first thing? It was. And what was the, the funny part was I was, you know, I had worked out for the – I had two workouts. I had one workout, and it was just like maybe two, three teams there. And the Chargers happened to be one of the teams. And uh, it was a guy named Tim Brewster who ended up becoming, I think he was Minnesota head coach. He was at Florida uh, last year as the tight ends coach. Uh, but he was the tight ends coach for the Chargers. So he watched me work out at 100%. So what happens, whatever I had did at the, the first workout, Jason Witten was coming out, Dallas Clark was coming out. So it was, you know, it was impressive in terms of what they were doing. Somehow when they came the second time, it was like, you know, 32 teams show up my second workout. So apparently whatever I did the first time, which I'm still unaware of, whatever I had did the first time <laughs> allowed everybody to come see me the second time. But this time was different because I had went to Portsmouth, which is in Virginia, which is the NBA's version of a combine where you get invited and the NBA teams watch you. And I had did something to my knee. So I had talked to the, you know, scouts and I said, hey, Coach Brewster, I, you know, man, I can't run this time. My knee is bothering me. And he's like, don't worry, I seen you last week, don't you know, or whatever the first time. Right. Just go ahead and uh, work out for the rest of these scouts. So I guess you know, I laid an egg, you know, to say the least, the second time because I was still banged up from the the Portsmouth, which is the NBA camp in Virginia. And so most of those teams start writing me off, like, well, I heard all this noise about this kid out here in Kent State, then, and I end up, you know, talking to Martin Scheinheimer, you know, the late great Martin Scheinheimer, and um, he called me. Round on the in the fifth round, which was crazy. I like I'm living like this crazy story. Now I hadn't played a game of football, and I'm getting calls doing the NFL draft. And he wanted me to show him some film so he can draft me. And I was like, I don't, want, you know, I'm a basketball player. I don't want no film, <laughs> you know. So he calls me again, sixth round, you know. So here I am, right, sitting at Kent State, watching the NFL draft. Never played a college football game a day in my life and I'm getting calls to get drafted you know I'm sitting here talking to guys and I'm like this is the craziest thing ever needless to say the draft in I don't get drafted they send over a free agent contract and at the time I don't know I was a college student so I think the Pell Grant was like four thousand dollars a year and it was like seven thousand dollars to sign I was like crazy you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up taking it and I was like man you know I was looking at the practice squad roster and I said, hey, if I can make a hundred some thousand dollars a year, I'll be doing better than most of my friends who was like firefighters and waste management guy. They were like making like 50,000 a year. So I was like, this is great. You know, uh, I ended up starting, making a team, making an active roster. And I was, I mean, it just snowballed from there. I look up and I was doing some phenomenal things. And he would always compare me to a guy named Ozzie Newsom, who might have shot how I obviously coached. <laughs> And now, mind you, I still don't have no information about football. I would get all this information thrown at me, and I would have to go do research. 
because they were asking me questions in the media about certain guys like Ozzy. I didn't even know Mike Dicker played tight end. I just knew Mike Dicker, you know. Right. So I had to just – and it was just happening so fast, man. It was just a blessing to be a part of all of it and have guys like Mark Schoenheimer, who started off my career, around me to kind of guide me through it all. So you you end up being undrafted. You go to, you go down as one of the greatest tight ends to ever play the game. You'll end up in the Hall of Fame at some point here as well. So, and another great one, Tony Gonzalez played football and basketball at Cal. Do you think maybe the next great tight end is playing basketball somewhere right now? I think the skill set of a tweener and the basketball level in, in a, you know, in college basketball, it's just a, a great fit for the tight end position in the NFL. Just because, you know, even myself and, and, and you know, you talked about Tony, you know, we learn how to reach the ball at its highest point. And we learn structure in terms of going against guys that's bigger, 6'8", 6'9", 6'10". And that was my thing. I had to learn angles. I had to learn space because I was undersized, if you will, at 6'4". So going against a guy 6'9", 6'10", I had to learn how to put myself in the greatest position possible. And I had to learn how to rebound at that level. Now you fast forward, I go to the NFL. Now I'm going against guys 5'11", but I'm 6'4". And that was the transition in terms of what I brought to the table, the hand-eye coordination. And I just be like, throw the ball up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I've been going against guys 6'9 in my last five years. You know what I'm saying? So this is nothing. This is these guys 5'11", 6 feet, 6'3", <laughs> maybe, 6'4". You might get a safety, a corner 6'4". But it's nothing that you would not – you know, I hadn't seen a 6'9 safety. You know, I haven't seen a 6'8 corner. Right, so, right. I, you know, so that was like – to me, that's the gift in terms of what you bring to the table is that you learn how to do things at a smaller size and then you flip it over. You put me on a football field. Now I'm taller than everybody. And I think that's what helped me out. We have uh, Austin Eckler, a new Charger grade on every week. And we asked him recently uh, about the first time he met or he saw Philip Rivers' family. I want to play that audio quick for you and kind of get your thoughts on that. Okay. I'm oh, assuming yeah. you learned your lesson about not having kids from from Philip Rivers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the first time I ever knew. So I didn't know he had that many kids. The first time I saw him with his family, I thought he was doing a meet and greet um, with his kids. <laughs> <laughs> like through his foundation. Yeah, like, you Signing know. Some, jerseys. Yeah, some kids were out there trying to meet Philip, And no, it was straight up that someone was like, no, that's his family. I'm like, what? That's his. So yeah, that was my first interaction with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's great dude yeah is that yeah, was that your that. kind of yeah right, right. yeah so well you know i was with philip from the get-go from the start of everything man and uh i you know i just just wondered i just like dude, so you know i remember in training camp and it was like a sprinter bus pulling up and i'm like you know y'all need a sprinter to bring the family you know what i mean like he had so many kids and it was great because at, at the time you know he only had his son which is pete so he had one son then eventually he had a second son gunner uh, you know, it was just funny because I would always ask him, I said, dude, how is the household in terms of, you, you know, like you got so many kids. How do you remember everything, every single thing? And I just, you know, he is, you know, um, a, unbelievable sharp in terms of how he have all these things and then still keep to come here and learn what the offensive line doing, what the tight ends are doing, what the receivers are doing. So, uh, you know, I, you know, to this day, man, I still be like, dude, how many kids are you going to have? I always say that to him, but it's, it's a great thing, man. He he don't believe in absolutely nothing in terms of just having kids. And the beauty of his wife, Tiffany, is that she does it naturally. Uh, from my understanding, they have it naturally, and it's just a great thing, man. He has so many kids, though, man. I can't. I, he got his own team. 
He he probably can. That's why he probably can read zone better than man because he's got so many kids out there for 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 zone. Yeah. Absolutely right, amazing. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, Antonio, uh, phenomenal career. Appreciate you spending a few minutes, you know, for with Captain Morgan here. They're doing a great thing uh, with the fans. That's a, that's a very very cool yeah. thing. And and look forward to you putting on that gold jacket soon enough. I appreciate it, man. Good seeing you too, man. All right. Thanks. Hey, Antonio, okay, I want to uh, step in here real quick if you have two minutes, okay? If you yeah, just have two yeah. minutes, all right? I just want to play yeah. a quick game with you, okay? It's called Rivers, Gates, or Tomlinson, okay? Okay, okay. Rivers, Gates, Tomlinson. Best singing voice, Rivers, Gates, <laughs> or LaDainian Tomlinson? Probably LaDainian, I would probably say. Yeah, okay. I'd probably say LaDainian. All right. Most likely to pay for dinner. Rivers, Gates, or Tomlinson? Uh, Gates. I would say Gates. There you go. Really? Tell yeah. Rivers to stick his yeah. hand in his pocket yeah. once in a while. Yeah. Jesus. Phillip's yeah. paying yeah. for the, all the yeah. kids he's got, yeah. man. That's yeah. a great yeah. point. That's a 33 point. orders of okay. chicken fingers. Yeah. All right. Two more. We'll get you out of here, Antonio. And I'm sorry yeah. I was late, and I appreciate you staying a couple extra minutes. Uh, the funniest of the three, Gates, Rivers, Tomlinson. Who's the funniest? Oh, Gates, Gates for sure, man. They yeah. know I'm <laughs> man. I got to mix this in here, man. Here's the, they know. Yeah, yeah. Here's the more important question. Who thinks they're the funniest? Philip thinks he's, he think he's hilarious. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Philip will have a country song, and he'd think that's like the funny, you know, he used to be singing and listening to his country music, and he'd crack a joke. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You know, he'd say something like, I'm listening to 50 Cent. You know what I'm saying? He'd, he'd let me hear it. And it'd be like, you know, so he's like, the fun, he, in his mind, he's the funniest for sure. Yeah. All right, man. I'm hopeful we could do this uh, again soon. I'm glad that you got a laugh from, from Austin Heckler yeah, thinking yes, that Rivers is doing a meet and greet with some kids. Right, right. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Before we start, have you ever have you ever called somebody the wrong name? Probably. Not recently, though. No. No, no, no. Why did that happen recently to you? Uh, yeah, I had well, we had on this episode of God Bless yeah. Football. I'll let Billy explain. Go ahead. <laughs> we uh we were talking to Doug Peterson and I called him Doug Marone. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. How did he, he take it? Well. Not well. He, he didn't he, he didn't love it. Nah, <laughs> yeah. He, he did not, yeah. He Billy has some little bottle of opus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh how would you I love when you do this because you had two more touchdowns. Uh, so how would you evaluate your performance uh, against the Colts there? Man, me, I think I've, I've been struggling running the ball this year. Um, just the, the physicality and the way I've been running isn't to the caliber that I've wanted it to be. Um, a couple times where I'm getting taken down by arm tackles or not running through things that I feel like I should run through. It's that standard that, you know, I've, I've had this entire time coming in. I don't know if you can hear that truck in the background. Sorry, but I got some drilling going on in my house. Sorry. (laughs) But you know, it's not something I can fix right now. Um, I think it's just me getting back in the weight room um, during this off season. But for now it is what it is. Continue just to, you know, put myself in a position, try to be efficient. Um, Did get two touchdowns, but I think it should have been more. Uh, There's a couple opportunities where I had to, to score, um, and, you know, it's like I said, it is what it is. I got to go forward and move forward with it. But it was good to get in the end zone a couple of times for sure and get the win. Billy and Mikey, are you guys like like it's amazing what he does because he's very critical of himself and that's what makes him great. 
but you do realize he has 16 touchdowns. He, he's going to have 100 catches. He might get to 1,000 yards. He might not. And he's having a, you know, he's making it seem like he has a so-so season, Billy. Yeah, I mean. it's very strange. <laughs> look, 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 we all have our own standards, hey. It's a, it's a, it's a build-up, right? It's a build. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> look, I've been watching a lot of Barney with my daughter, Austin. I just want to tell you, you're special just the way you are, okay? Like, don't beat yourself up too much. Like, you're good. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, Barty and Billy. <laughs> uh, but you, we were talking right before we started here, where you don't feel like this is your best seat. You have you have two games to go. Your team's made the playoffs, second time you've made the playoffs, um, and you still don't feel like this has been your best season. Last year was better. I think that's something you have to look back on uh, after the season, because um, right. I mean, there's there's still a little bit more of the story left to be told. And, uh, you know, so hopefully, hopefully this is my best season. Yes. That's what I'm, that's what I'm pushing towards, but can't really tell until I can look back in hindsight, which is 2020. Right. Um, as far as statistically, you know, we've still got some ways to go. Um, but we've still got a little room to, to play it out. Yep. While you are harder on yourself and you do want to have like a statistically better season, if you make a deep run in the playoffs, it'll be a better season for you. Exactly. So that's why I think the story is still uh, yet to be told. Because if I mean, we go to win the Super Bowl. Clearly, this is, you know, my best year as far as contributing to the team to get us uh, to a place where we can win a Super Bowl. Right. But that, that's so far away right now. Like I can't even see like I, I got to win. I got to beat the Rams this week. Right. And so it's, it's hard that's to really easy. quantify during the season. Um, it. It may it may seem easy, seemingly. Don't, don't worry about the Rams. You're fine. You're, you'll be good. <laughs> right, 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 right. From from an outsider's point of view, that's that's what it looks like, right? Oh, look, they they are only five and whatever. You know, we're going to the playoffs, so they must suck. Uh, well, if you think that way, then you will get your ass kicked. So um, you gotta be careful. <laughs> you know what? Now that you're in the playoffs, I think you should take the next two games easy. To be honest with you, just get into the playoffs healthy. Don't worry about the numbers, and then once yeah, you get into like the postseason, Austin Eckler, Billy, you've got you to unleash, know him by now. You, know you think he's taking yeah. it easy? He's going full yeah. throttle ahead, man. Hey, if they're trying to wrestle, they're gonna have to drag me off the field. They're gonna have to say, oh, "Austin, you're not playing. <laughs> like you're not playing." And I'm, I will make an argument on why I should play because this is we signed up for 17. I'm trying to, you know, build up my resume, you know, practice my consistency. I should be on the dang field. Um, and then they're gonna have to give me a really good constructive reasoning that I should not be playing in this game if I'm not gonna be playing, which and I don't think that's gonna be the case. And you want to get the 20 touchdowns, right? I mean, I want to just get more. Just more. You don't care what they, the number is. Just more. Just more. Yes, more. We need they more. can't do the parent thing because I said so. Oh. Like, you're resting because I said so. Break it down. Why? Like, give me some explanation. <laughs> like, we're professionals here. I tell my six-year-old because I said Yeah, so. as a kid growing up, did you do that to your parents? Like, your parents are like, hey, you got to, like, maybe take your like, but tell me why. Uh, I, not necessarily then, because uh, there was harsher consequences. Now I can control a little bit more, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, uh, guys, hey, Austin, they're leaving out that they're seeding to play for. Like, you guys can still move up a spot in the wild yeah. card rankings, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. So there's still there's still stuff to play for, I guess, in our in our regular season, right? If we can move up move up a spot. I mean, it depends on what match. Honestly, I don't really care. Whoever we play is whoever we play. Um, but we're in. That's what's important. But do you feel like, and well, I guess, does the rest of the team feel like, man, we're getting healthy at the right time, we're playing well at the right time, we got our wide receivers back, 
The defense is playing amazing. Like, is that is that kind of the general feeling around the team? That is absolutely the feeling. Yeah. Like, we we feel like we're in it, especially defensively. Def, those guys are in a rhythm right now. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, offensively, we definitely are, are still trying to figure it out. Like, it's it's we're doing enough to win the games, but it's like it's not consistent enough. Like, good enough is not good enough. Right. Um, because good enough won't won't win you games in the pre in the postseason, um, uh, because it's not going to be good enough. You got to be, you got to be excellent. You got to be great. Um, and that's what the playoffs is about. It's about the teams that are excellent or great at the right time. Those are the teams that are going to win the games um, because these are teams that have showed out, you know, we've had enough consistency to get to our, uh, that scenario. And now it's like, okay, now it's do or die. Um, so yeah, you know, if our defense is not going to allow anyone to score like that, it'll be a little bit easier for us. But like I say, and like I always am, I'm going to control what I can control. And if that's offensively with the ball in my hands, we got to make sure we're better this week. Uh, I will just remind you, I owe you, and we'll get to them in a second, a hot air balloon story. You owe me an oh, yes. hot air balloon story. Yeah, Billy doesn't forget, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll get to those in a second. Uh, Derwin James, that hit, he was ejected from the game. How do you feel about that? I thought that was, I mean, flag it, fine. Eject him from the game? No, come on. I mean, look, he definitely lowered his head and like that was definitely a penalty. Like he went helmet helmet. But I'm the physicality within Derwin is is up to that level. Like that's how physical he is. That's what's made him the caliber player he's been in college and in the pros, is because this man is trying to put you into the ground with force. Um, and that's exactly what you saw. He's got to keep his head out of it for his sake and for, you know, everyone else's sake. Like you saw him after that hit. If you, if you didn't, like he's wobbling, like he's definitely got to come out. So, I mean, he was done for the day anyway, but it's like save some of your money and don't get fined and save yourself, you know, cause we're going to need you, um, you know, on, on, on every game that we can get in. Right. So yeah, yeah the dude is, the dude is a menace. And uh, I'm glad he's on my team. <laughs> Has he ever that. hit you that hard in practice? Like, does he hit hard in practice or not? No, so his rookie year, right. his rookie year, he used to go really hard um, as far as just wasn't necessarily in the right mindset as far as like, when, like thudding up, like protecting yourself. Like, I remember it wouldn't be like he'd be running and tackling people, but he, whenever he would be like setting an edge or like, you know, on man coverage on you, he'd be jamming you like as hard as you can be like, bro, like, bro, chill out, like chill out. Or like we're practicing, like <laughs> do that in the game. Yes. But just work the technique, work the technique right now. Like you're beating up your body and my body in practice where we don't get paid. Um, so, so hang on. So, but you know, everyone goes through that stage of kind of figuring out how to practice and be a pro. It's trying to prove yourself, right? That's all he was doing. Exactly. You're a rookie. He's excited to be there. He's a first round pick. He's got a lot of expectations for him. So to be expected. Uh, how was your Christmas, by the way, buddy? Like, how how'd you guys navigate through that? Christmas. I mean, for me, I was on a plane right. going to the East Coast. Um, my family wasn't here because I was on an East Coast game. So it was just me. But actually, I made a little video because my app finally went live on the App Store. So nice. that was like my Christmas present to myself experience is now live. Uh, we haven't done any promotion for it yet because we're still waiting for one little tweak. But you can still check us out on there. Um and then, Should we so download that was the my app right now? Should me, Mikey A, and uh, Billy you can, download, you can download the app right, right now? Or you can go to the website. It's experience.net, um, but it's spelled E-K-S-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. And on the App Store, there's an S on the end for now. We're about to get it changed. All right. I'm telling you, the three of us are going to download it right now because that's how we roll. That's what we're Yeah, hey, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. And so, yeah, download experiences is what it is on the App Store. E K. 
S. You might have to spell it for me again. Go. Yep. It's E K S P E R I E N C E S. There it is. Mike's got it. I got it. I'm down. Got it. Download that thing, man. Hopefully, it recognizes my ugly face. It did. There we go. Yeah, you'll be able to. You can check it out, and then basically, you'll see if you just you can skip login after you check it out, and then you can see you'll see my mug in there. Yeah, there it is. There yeah, it is. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. so excited. You're more I excited have... about your app than the two tutties. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Touchdowns are expected. My app is it's so brand new to me, you know. Right. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> um, so, that's so awesome. So yeah, if you, miss, I think, right? Yeah, if you get in there, skip login, you can see all the things that I'm offering as far as engagements with my fans and everyone else that wants to engage. So it's so good cool. stuff in there. Congratulations, man. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. One that I'm really excited about. There's not much time for it to be relevant, but um, trash talk your fantasy football opponent Mm. um, is an offering under my personalized video. So uh, if you're looking for for that type of interaction, you can go check it out. The pride that burst out of him when he talks about that, because he's right. Football is to be expected. This stuff, no one expected this stuff from Austin. And here he is doing it. And it's it's really cool. I feel... I'm, I'm super happy for you, man. I appreciate that, man. And here's the thing also why I'm super excited about because I've been working on this for two years of wow. developing and it's all been set up for two years. When you download that app and check it out, that has taken that long to set that up so we can functionally run it as a business. And so the crazy thing is it's only been set up for two years. Now I feel like I can actually begin. Like now I can start after two years of preparation, set up, getting my insurance, getting the dev, getting all the accounting, taxes, everything. Right. And so now I finally get to begin. And it's just like this huge, like weight off my shoulders. Like finally we can actually start a business. That's so great. Uh, I want to ask you, cause we're, we're going to, we're going through something down here with Tua and concussions. We're talking about Derwin James. How many concussions do you think you've suffered throughout your career? Do you even know? I don't even, I have no idea. I really don't know where the line of concussion is. You know, I know where the line of concussion where you have to come out of the game is and you're like, you're done for the week. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when you're like actually dizzy. Like you're actually like, you know, stumbling and like you're having like sensitivity to light. Like I've had a few of those in my career, but as far as the ones that are like still, you're still concussed, but maybe there's no symptoms of that severe. I have no idea. I get hit in the head every single game. After every game, my neck is sore. And why is that? Because I'm getting hit in the head, right? My neck is having to brace my head, right? And so every game I'm getting struck in the head. So does that count as a concussion? I don't know. Over time, that probably has some effect. You've seen some of these boxers, you know? Yeah, but you're very introspective. Like, is this like, is that something? Do you think about it? Are you concerned about it? Like, how does that work? You know, it's a great question. I have thought about it. And it's like, man, like, do you live it up or you try to live it for a long time? You know, it's like, do you try to just live in the moment and try to enjoy as much as you can while while you can? Or do you kind of mitigate some of that risk of not playing in the NFL for as long as you may be expected just to save your body for the longevity of it? Right. And I'm sure, I don't know, it, it's there's a balance. There's like for me right now, but I'm also young and I'm also in it. I'm like man, this is great. I want to do this for as long as I can. But then I guess I'm expecting when I'm older, you know, I'm going to probably be hoping that my body is still intact. And then I'm, you know, not having these huge, severe, severe um, injuries that were from me playing longer than I maybe should have for injury's sake. So 
But you I don't, I don't know. I go back that, and forth. That, 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 that I know you think about a lot. Like, you are cognizant of how, my body, it hurts. How many, like, how many, because we've discussed it here on the show. Like, yeah. how many more years am I going to do this? You think about that a lot. That I know. Yeah. Like, like right now, my body feels like ass, bro. Like, my, my body feels terrible. Uh, like, my shoulder, my knee, my neck, my back, like, my like my like yeah my neck like everything man and so it's week 17 the nfl is a running back and i have all these carries and getting hit all the time right so yeah how how often do you feel good like two months maybe like in the off season <laughs> that's a great question how often do you feel good define good <laughs> <laughs> nor I, well you don't know what normal is <laughs> just on <thought about> me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I nothing hurts <laughs> right so stuff that hurts isn't bad it's things that are injured that are bad right i mean i play with stuff that hurts all the time it's like they're like coach asked one of my running back catch asked me today is like hey you feeling good i was like no but i can i can go I don't feel good, but I can go, um, <laughs> right. you know, so feeling good, I guess during season is not really a thing. Maybe during the beginning, like training camp. And then even in training camp, you get to the point where you're sore and it starts, it starts to add up, right? That snowball starts to roll up as far as uh, your body going downhill. That's why I always make the joke like early in training camp, like, all right, boys, this is the best you're going to feel. So remember <laughs> this feeling. <laughs> the first day in camp. Right? The first day. All right. It's downhill from here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Austin Eckler with us. Uh, he's uh, got 16 touchdowns. He thinks he's having a bad season. His team's going to the playoffs. We love not, him. not bad. <laughs> I know. I'm we have an A season. We'll see how it plays out. <laughs> <laughs> I was totally teasing. Uh, all right. Hot air balloons. Okay. So hot air balloons. I'll give you my story. It was from my honeymoon. First off, did you think what I thought when I took a hot air balloon that ride? I thought the basket was going to be bigger. To be honest with you, like that we was- had like 16 people in our basket. What? We had a massive basket. All really? right, go, you go first, though. You go first. All right, so we went up. Like, it's something I would never do, but it was my honeymoon. We were in Northern California, and my wife wanted to go do it, and I agreed to go do it, right? But I forgot one little thing. I'm terrified of heights, dude. Like, terrified of heights. And I didn't know how high these things go. So I get in the basket with my wife. We don't have 16 people, but I think there were like six to eight people. And we're going higher and higher, and I'm sweating more and more and more. And it's a tiny little basket. And I think my wife was enjoying it. But then the thing starts. It was a very windy day, Austin. (laughs) Uh, And then the thing starts blowing around and moving around. And I'm thinking we're going to crash, and we're headed right to a tree. Okay? Yeah. And we get to said tree. Now, we didn't hit the tree, but the shoot got caught in kind of like a branch and a leaf. So we hung, we didn't really go hot air ballooning because it was too windy. We spent two and a half to three hours in the basket with six strangers hanging from a tree. That was my hot oh air Oh, my God. It was terrible. It was the worst Wait, thing ever. Yeah. Like, was it inflated still? Well, I, I don't know. It was just kind of like hanging from. Wow. I know. I, yeah. So like you could just clearly see the ground right there. Uh, I could, I was close enough to the ground where I could see the ground. I, I feel like half of it stayed inflated because not the entire thing hit the tree and the other half kind of was. Like you couldn't just out. like jump out. No, I could not jump out. It was too high for us to jump out. A, so how'd you get out? So someone had to, Billy, someone had to come. They have like a rescue team there. Someone had to come <laughs> in a, in, I'm serious, in another parachute, another basket, got as close to us as we could. And we, I'm, I'm serious, midair, 
We went from that basket to the other basket. Wait, what? You had to I jump was, from one hot air balloon to another? It wasn't jumping. They had like a little like ladder. They put like a thing that you could yeah. walk on. It was terrible. I don't like that. And I'm afraid of wow. heights. I'm afraid of heights. Wow. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. <clears throat> never wow. again. Yeah, I never All right, so my um, hot air balloon experience, my lady and I were in Dubai and we had to go in like four o'clock in the morning. We wake up, we only got like an hour of sleep because we're at this house party and people don't sleep in Dubai until like literally midnight, one o'clock in the morning. That's like normal time to go to bed because it's so hot in the morning. So everyone kind of sleeps in. Um, so we have this hot air balloon at 4.30 in the morning. We so tired, wake up, um, getting, get to the place where we're driving out into the middle of the desert. And it's, you can't see a thing because there's so the the clouds and the fog is so heavy. Like we're driving like 15 miles an hour out to, and you can't see a thing. And we hear the people in the front talking like, okay, yeah, this is definitely gonna have to lift up or we're not going to be able to go. Um, and it was like, okay, well that's, I'm already scared. Like I'm ter- I'm scared of heights as well. And I'm like, well, this is terrifying now. Now we can't even see and we're still going out here. And so we get out there and apparently it lifted enough, but it was still super foggy. Um, and sure enough, you know how loud they are. Yeah. Right. That's how this sounds like the flame going into them, yes. um, blowing these things up. And we still, I can't see a thing. Um, and so I didn't know how high they went either. And we get in there, there was four pods, four groups of four. That's how we had 16, um, around here. So pretty big basket. I didn't know it was going to be that many. We, we have like a little strap, a strap to our like belt loop that yeah, straps, we that to, too. Right. We, straps we have. to the, like the middle of the thing. So you can't like, ah, oh, fall off the edge, um, very easily. And we're going up and it was pretty incredible, like the entire experience until the end. Um, but the entire experience, like we lifted above the fog. And so like we would go above the clouds and like we'd peek out and then it'd be like just hovering over like this, this glistening sunrise with the clouds glistening in the sun. It was, it was pretty incredible. Um, and then we would eventually the clouds lifted and they were actually up to like where we were. And then we would dip down and in and down and in, and it was out in the desert. We saw some like gazelles running and stuff like that. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, but the wind was blowing out there and this is where it got a little sketchy. Um, so we're whipping, like we're moving cause you got no control up there. It's just a balloon with air. <laughs> There's no like, Oh, let me just turn this baby here you know, around. There's a tree. I'm going to make a right. Yeah. You, yeah, that, right? Like, you have up and you have down. That's it. Right. <laughs> and so the wind is blowing. And so we're starting to go land and we're in the desert, right? So there's like, there's, it's not like rolling Sahara where we're at. We're like huge, big sand dunes, but there's some sand dunes, right? So it's not flat. And so we're, we're moving, right? And there's some, we're here, we're in this pod and here's like these little hills as we're going along the hills. And so it's like, all right, well, how are we going to land this thing? And so we're like, okay, we can't go to this landing zone. We got to go to a different landing zone because it's too windy here. Well, it was still windy wherever we got blown to. And we're like, all right, we have to land here. This is our last spot. And so we're coming down and it's like, this is not going to be good. Cause we're still, I don't know how fast we're moving. It felt like we were moving really fast. We're probably only like 10, 15, 20 miles an hour. But so we hit skip, jump off of a, like bounce, it bounces up over a dune and then bounces onto the next one. And then we finally get low enough to where we don't have any momentum. And so we, we sit, uh, sit, but the balloon keeps going and falls over. So we all fall over in this thing. There's sand and dust everywhere. People are like hanging, trying to hang into the basket. We're like clipped in luckily. Right. So it's like helping you hang in and we're getting drugged along the sand. And so we finally stop. 
stop. <laughs> I was just like, what is happening? Um, luckily, we were okay. But yeah, literally sand, dirt, sand, dirt, all in Mel's hair. Um, and it was terrifying. Um, so I think I'm good with hot air balloons. <laughs> uh, I, I, me too. Done, checked it off the list. Did it. Uh, my wife didn't think I was a whim. She also said yep. to me, that was a terrible idea. Sorry about that. <laughs> she actually, it's the only time she's ever apologized to me. I know Billy so well. To know that Billy will never step foot in a hot air balloon oh, no. ever after no, hearing no, those no, two. No. Just watch no, videos. That's good enough. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm also just imagining like a call to the church. Like, yeah, Austin lost a leg in a hot air balloon crash. Yeah. He's not going to be able yeah. to play anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was incredible, but I'm fortunate. You know, I can say that because we got out safely. So <laughs> uh, Billy, put it on the poll. More dangerous playing in the NFL or going up in a hot air balloon. <laughs> Austin, that's an easy answer for you, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. So I'm glad we saved those stories. All right. Uh, yeah, and they're our last stories because um, uh, we'll never step foot in a hot air balloon again, either of us. Have you guys ever skydived? You ever jumped out of a plane? No. You crazy. I, I, that'll probably be next. Probably be really? Next. Why are you going to do that if you're afraid of heights? I mean, do something. Do something exciting, makes do something a little bit sketchy, you know. Like let's try it, you know. Like gotta spice it up every once in a while. Remind yourself that you're scared of heights. Like, yep, I'm still scared of heights when you're looking down. <laughs> you guys do it with them in the off season. With Bill, no, you do it with them in the off season. And Mikey, yeah, you were about to say something. Go ahead. No, I was gonna. I I went swimming with the sharks. That was my big oh, thing. And that's a good that. one. Was, yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I feel like it's good to do stuff like that to remind yourself, like, wow, yeah, this is terrifying. Yeah. But then you can say well, you did bigger. it. <laughs> yeah. I swam with a shark in a tank at Disney World because I figured that's there's probably the safest place to swim with a shark because, like, Disney World doesn't yeah. want people to be attacked by sharks. Uh, right. You swam with a guy in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Finding Nemo exhibit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, Austin, here's the thing with with the skydiving real quick, okay? Because I'm so afraid of heights, I, like, I could see myself doing it, like the jumping out of the plane, pulling the chute and doing it, enjoying it. It's that moment where you're sitting right on the edge and you're way up in the air and the guy's telling you, you got to jump. I don't think my body would move because I'm so... Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. You have to push so, me out. Right? Apparently what they do is they you're strapped to somebody. What they do is they jump on two because they know if you wait till three, you'll grab on. So they yeah. take you out on two because you're not expecting it. Oh god. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's like have you ever done like any cliff jumping or anything? No. Oh, well, if you ever go cliff jumping, like from the bottom, you're like, oh, it's not that bad. But then you get up there and you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. Well, <laughs> yeah. you've done it. You've done the, you've done that? Yeah, I've done some cliff jumping in my day, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the skydiving, that's something that has to wait until after football, right? You're not doing it like during your career. Right? I mean, for the most part, it's pretty safe. So I feel like I could do it during during uh, my career, yeah. Uh, we're happy for you. Congrats on making the playoffs. Congratulations on the, uh, on the new app. And I know uh, as a team and as an individual, uh, you guys – you guys aren't done yet, so making the playoffs was just the first step. I know where you guys want to go, and I think you guys got a good chance to go there. So congratulations to yeah. you. Yeah, that last thing, that's that's so crazy to me, too, because 
you know, you have your preseason, then you feel like, okay, preseason training camp's over. Now you can begin. Then you play the entire regular season, get beat up. And then if you make it to playoffs, you're like, okay, regular season's over. Now we can begin because it's playoffs, you know? So it's, it's yeah. wild, man. This season is, is crazy, especially when you start making these playoff runs. But, um, that's, that's what's so great about it, man. There's so many ups and downs, you know, and going through this experience as an individual with these guys and being a part of this run and being a part of the hardship. Um, it really puts a lot of experience into your life and a lot of things that I feel like can translate into other parts of your life where you've been through some stuff. Um, you grinded through some hard things, um, when your body wasn't feeling good, your mind was tired. And so I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, listen, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but if you do win a Super Bowl and there is some sort of parade, I don't want to ring. That's fine, Billy. We're good. We just maybe, you know, be on your float for the parade. What do you think? Huh? Mm. You know, look, I haven't been in the scenario, so I can't speak on it, but uh, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> okay. okay. I, listen, we've been it. in championship parades before. I've stood right next to LeBron James on a championship parade uh, float, okay? Nice. Right next nice. to him. Nice. Right? Right. What does that have to do with joining him? I'm just though? letting him know I have parade experience. Bonafides on parade floats? <laughs> Bonafides. Like, two parades, Billy. It was next to Bosch on the second you one. You just got to take a hot air balloon to the parade. <laughs> no, there I'm you go. There you go. I'm, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in hot. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to promote? Fantasy show on the way out? Anything? Man, just the, just the experience at man or experience.net. Just check us out if you want to, uh, you know, see me talk some trash to your fantasy punk. Or if you want to, you know, you know, go check out you can get things signed and everything in there there's a whole bunch of, yeah i would appreciate if you guys check it out and i would love to hear some feedback from next time all right well you will get it from all three of us okay awesome all awesome right. hey uh, happy new year to you man uh happy new year to your family as well and uh good luck this week and uh and we'll talk to you next week man likewise boys i appreciate y'all you guys have a good one all right, let's get to the uh, college football playoff quickly, okay? TCU at Michigan, Fiesta Bowl, Michigan's minus seven and a half. Uh, we go to Mojo first. Mojo, college ball, Michigan minus seven and a half in the Fiesta Bowl. Take it on TCU. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to take Michigan, but I just really quick, Stu God, I, I just want to change all my previous <laughs> opposite Chris is that cool with everybody yeah, done perfect opposite yeah. Chris for everyone everyone yeah. agrees there yeah. Funk, you're okay with that yeah but Chris hasn't made any picks this week so yeah that's fine opposite Chris for everything if okay. that's okay I got it All right. I'll handle it thank you whatever you take Chris is getting the opposite we got yeah. it. I'll tell you that Chris would probably take TCU so get Mojo Michigan good sure okay great bro <laughs> Michigan minus seven and a half go ahead that's Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Brothers old school. So I'm going with Michigan Jack. I like that. Let's go to a K-Funk here. K-Funk, Michigan minus seven and a half. TCU, Fiesta Bowl. I'm not sold on TCU. They had a lot of a lot of comeback wins, a lot of close wins. I'm going to go with Michigan here. Okay. Let's go to uh, Carl Douglas. Michigan minus seven and a half. TCU, Carl. I'm joining the crowd. I'll take Michigan. Give up the points. Okay, Michigan. Jabba, heads, TCU. Tails, Michigan. Heads. All right, you have TCU. Number four, Ohio State, taking on number one, Georgia, the Peach Bowl. Georgia is minus six and a half. This is a tough spread. Uh, let's go to K-Funk first. Uh, K-Funk, Georgia, minus six and a half. Very tough spread. I'm going to stick with my SEC guys. I'll take Georgia, but I think this is going to be a good game for sure. Okay, uh, let's go to uh, Carl Douglas here. Carl, Georgia, minus six and a half. I think Georgia is stronger than folks believe. I'm taking Georgia. Give it the points. Okay. Uh, Mojo, what do you want to do here? You want to make a pick or opposite Chris? But Chris is a picking, so what do you want to do? 
I would like to write opposite Chris, if if that's okay with if everyone consents to this opposite Chris. Okay. Who do you like though? Who do you like the most? Who, and who, who do you Chris like? Any of that? Uh, I would take Ohio State actually. Okay, so Chris, is but Georgia. I'm writing opposite Chris. If everyone consents to this, we got you. Got you. Yeah. Okay, you have Ohio State. Chris is Georgia. Okay, go row. Georgia. He's picking up a bulldog. Georgia is the bulldogs, but this is the French bulldog. What's the difference? I'm going Georgia. Oh, my God, bro. Bro, bro, you come back here every week if you want, okay? You bring in props, okay. real dogs. This is fucking amazing. Let's go, to, uh, let's go to Java. Java, heads Ohio State, tails Georgia. Limit. Well, I'm not going to flip on this one because that American what? Whiskey Midtown, oh. we are a Georgia bar. Nice. And so the coin is going to stay right here. Excellent. And we're going with Georgia. What a plug in a great spot on the show. That was just art right there. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. If you've never been to a, a Georgia game at American Whiskey in New York City, you have to go. That's fucking standing room only out there outside. With TVs, it's nuts. It's crazy. Oh, Jesus Christ. What is happening here, Billy? I mean, K-Funk's feeling so good about himself. He's doing promotions. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Reading live spots for Jabba's Bar in Manhattan. <laughs> Getting crazy on this show. Two years in, folks. This is uh, it. Mojo, you have taught all of us. You're the leader of this pack. You know that. You're a great leader. We love you. But you have taught all of us the power of promotion, about that promo. Let's get paid, boys. <laughs> oh, you're the best. All right, so on the way out here, Mojo, happy new year to all of you, okay? Happy, healthy to you guys, to your family. We love you. You guys know that. We've been at this a couple of the years. Mojo, do you want to promote anything on your way out here uh, for the I, new I year? I do, but, but really quick, I got to say, picks are done, right? That process is over for this week? Yes. Well, then I'm undefeated this week. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Go back and watch the tape. I am undefeated this week. It's already decided because you, Stu, got said that since yeah. Chris isn't here, you will give him, you will be giving him straight L's. He's going to go 0 and 6 for all the picks. I asked every pick if I could go opposite Chris and requested everyone's consent, which you guys gave me. So because you're going to make him over and I said opposite Chris, I'm undefeated this week by your own logic and your own scammed, mm. flawed system. That's I'm actually, undefeated. I don't that's actually not what happened. I, I, I feel, I, listen, I feel pretty good that one of the great attorneys in our <laughs> land is giving you two thumbs down right now, meaning <laughs> I have a case he is you have because nothing. he's my legal right. rival. And we also have to talk about <laughs> all the picks that were made on my behalf that oh, I didn't boy. make while I was gone on my 69-week honeymoon. So that and this. <laughs> There's a lot to discuss in the future here, pal. Okay, we will. Another uh, can you promote game. anything, though, on the way yeah, out? Or gotta show up to discuss question? it. Right, this right. is very important. I'm undefeated this week. What also is very You're important not. is that you guys go and check out Magic <laughs> Pin. Yes, Magic Pin, folks, because the last time we discussed it, I was in Disney World, and my audio cut out because of bad service, and literally the whole promo got it except the company name. So when I sent it to them, they were like, dude, you just plugged us and didn't even say who we are. So Magic Pin, check them out on socials at Magic Pin app. And yes, you can buy, sell, trade, organize, scan all of your Disney pins. It's a $2 billion industry, folks. Check them out right now. Subscribe for the Park Mac feature so you can meet up with all your favorite wrestlers and pin enthusiasts in the park. And trade magic pen. Happy Love New Year's, guys. guys, to you and your Take families.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.